Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia, but you can call me Shay, and this is Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving your kingdom walk, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any of our podcasts and platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you all are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 7 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I get deep into this episode, I do have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to get on your platform another week. I want to thank you for all the listeners and viewers who are tuning in right now. And I pray that through this episode that they grow closer to you. They get a word from you. And I pray that they have a revelation that that they never experienced before. I pray that through this episode, there is healing and guidance for every single listener. And I pray, Lord, that this episode reaches every single soul that you intended for it to reach. I thank you, Lord, for the message for today of letting us know that favor is not fair. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your grace and thank you for your mercy. We thank you that you are a loving father in spite of who we are. We thank you so much, Lord. And we thank you for the savior that you have sent down to save us over and over and over again. Lord, I pray that through this episode that there is less of me and more of you and I'm able to get everything out that you have for your people. Thank you for allowing me to be your vessel. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so now that I've welcomed my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So this portion of the episode is used to big up God in any way, any high moments that you have, and also to send in your prayer requests if you have any low moments that you would like us to be in agreement with prayer on you on. We are always open. You can DM us on our social media platforms. You can send it to our email address, obediencepodcast at gmail.com, or you can click the link in the show notes to the Google form submission, and you can just type it in the Google form. We are always checking all of those, and we cannot wait to hear your high moments and be in prayer with you in your low moments. And if you do so, you do have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast, okay? So this week, I did not get any viewer submissions, but I do have a topic that I want to talk about. So if you have been living on the rock, then you do not know about the school shooting in Tennessee, Nashville to be exact. And y'all, this is another school shooting that has affected the babies. You know, I was old enough for the first school shooting that affected an elementary school. I believe it was Sandy Hook. And I remember saying, oh, these are little bitty babies. These are kindergartners. They're definitely going to make a change because those little babies didn't deserve it. Not saying that the other ones didn't, but it's kind of like they're the most innocent people on the planet, the babies. 
innocent five-year-olds, four-year-olds getting ready to start their education, going to school every day, just looking forward to treats or story time or playground time. And they get their lives taken by an evil soul. And I remember saying, oh, those little babies, that they, they happened to them. They're going to do some reform. They're going to get rid of these weapons. They're going to change things around. Because if they don't care about anybody, they're going to care about the kids, the little babies. But then nothing happened. And school shootings just continued to happen. But after nothing happened with the babies that time, I said, oh, they're never going to make a change. Mm-mm. And here we are again, many, many years later, and we have another incident involving innocent elementary school kids. And this is, I don't even know if it's been a full year since the incident that happened in Texas, Uvalde, Texas. It hasn't even been a full year. I don't believe, I may be wrong, but that was the ladies one and it wasn't even that long ago. I remember a time when it used to span years before school shootings would happen, but happen. But now it seems like it's it's just spanning months. And it's so scary. It is really scary. But I want to send my deepest condolences, and I am sending up so many prayers for every single family who was affected in the recent shooting. And it was a Christian school on top of that. And you've had people online saying, well, they didn't pray enough. Like, how disgusting is that? How disgusting is that? You know, this world that we live in, it can seem scary. I've seen people on my Facebook say that, oh, they're definitely going to homeschool their kids. But (laughs) there was a comment on that post that said, well, you know, shootings happen everywhere. You can be in Walmart and somebody can go shoot up Walmart, which is so true. Sad to say, but it's so true. So, I just encourage you guys not to live in fear and to lead your life guided by the Holy Spirit. If you feel like, oh, I shouldn't be in this place, listen to Holy Spirit and leave that place. I thank God for his grace. He saves so many of us every single day from things that we don't even know that we're being saved from. So. I encourage everybody, just do not live in fear. Do not live in fear because we know that overall, God has won the victory. And we will see our time when all of this evilness isn't going on. Jesus will return and he will get the ultimate victory. Just do not live this life out in fear and do not question God during this time. He has everything under control. But I do want to send my deepest condolences and I am going to be praying. And I want you all to pray for every single family who was affected in the Nashville shooting and also pray for every single parent who has ever been affected in school shootings. Don't forget about those people just because it's been a couple years. Like they're still going through it. Their child will never come back. In past school shootings, just mass shootings in general, even if it's something that you don't support, Jesus Christ wouldn't want those people to have been taken in that way. I cannot remember the name of the building, but I know it was LGBTIQ club. And a lot of people just kind of like were talking against it. Well, you know, they were living in sin anyway. Like, what? That is not what, that is not of God. That is not something that God would do. He wants none of his kids taken away. So just keep that in mind as well. 
And also pray for every single person who survived. Survivor's remorse is a real thing. And those people will be traumatized for many years by what they've seen. I'm talking about every single mass shooting. Be traumatized about what they've seen and also traumatized at, well, why wasn't it me? Why wasn't it me? And I just want to pray for each and every single one of those people that they are encouraged that God protected them for a reason. God still has them here for a reason. But many times I hear of stories of where people will survive and they just are so guilty and don't understand why they were protected and they'll take their lives because of the guilt that they feel. So I want to pray over those people as well. All right, so that is all that I have for the high and low submissions for the viewer section. I want to go ahead and transition over to my personal high and low moments. So the first high that I want to give is just an update from last week's episode. So if you missed last week's episode, I let you guys know that my little cousin gave birth to a premature baby. The baby was one pound, eight ounces at birth. And I told y'all that he was thriving and I just wanted to give y'all an update on it on him because he is still in the NICU because, you know, they want to get him to get a little bit more weight, more weight on him. But um, this week they were able to do more testing and things like that. At one point during the week, he did have to get a feeding tube in him because um, he was not like pooping on his own and he was like spitting up. And so by the end of the week. Yesterday, we got a update that they took that feeding tube out. He was back to eating regularly, and she was able to hold him for the first time. So God is so amazing, and he's definitely showing himself through that little boy. So y'all definitely keep him in your prayers. If you guys like to call out names in prayer, his name is Michael, so y'all Give some prayers up for little baby Michael. And my cousin, she's healing wonderfully. I'm recording this on a Sunday, and she's supposed to come over here for Sunday dinner. So I am excited to see her. They are letting her out the house. Y'all know how these old school people are. They do not want you to leave the house until six weeks. And she is going crazy up in that house, okay? She does get to leave because she gets to see the baby every single day. But she can't drive because she had a C-section. And if it's not the hospital, she can't go there. And of course, it's it's driving her crazy. It would drive me crazy, even though I'm home majority of the time. But the but I had the option to leave if I wanted to. <laughs> so I got her the lead way through the matriarch of our family. I went to my grandma. Yes, I did. I pulled rank, and my grandma was like, "Yeah, she can come over here. There's nothing wrong with her coming over here." So we are having Sunday dinner to celebrate her today. But continue to keep them in your prayers. So, my low for this week, y'all, I'm very happy and grateful to say, like, I have been on such a high mental health-wise. January, February, the end of the last year, December, November, were very, very tough times for me mentally. And every single time I got on this platform, I was giving y'all a low, saying, keep me in your prayers, keep me in your prayers. I want to thank every single person who did pray for me and, and helped me get through that time. Even the strongest spiritual person can still go through tough times because we're human and life happens. And I said all that to say, like, I, I truly don't think I have a low moment right now. Like, I am very, I am in such high spirits mentally. Oh, well, 
I guess y'all can pray for me career-wise. I've talked about this in previous episodes and then also on the live Bible studies. But there's a lot of transition going on in my company, and I just want to find a way in there. (laughs) So just pray for me in that regard. And I'm okay if God doesn't want me to find a way in there. Just, you know, pray for clarity over my life in that area. I think that's the only thing that I can think of. Um, Continue to pray that the podcast reaches monetization. We are just a couple watch hours away. And, oh, oh, and also, you guys can pray over my goal for this month. My goal for this month is to make sure I release all three of my videos every single week in the month of April. That is my goal. February, that was my goal, but then, y'all know, life happened. Well, no, I think I did good in February. I think it was March where life happened, and I ended up missing two episodes. So I want to do better in April. I mean... I know life will happen with lives, and that's understandable, but I want the ones that I can control, which, you know, I have to do in advance, the podcast episodes and the blogs. I want to be sure I get those out on time. So that's my prayer, so y'all can be in prayer with me on that. And those are great prayers, you know, those aren't, like, bad prayers. So I am so grateful to God to be in this time in my life and to be past those dark periods. Let me tell y'all something. God is real, and if you stick beside him, he'll get you through it. But with that being said, that's all that I have for my high and low moments. So let's go ahead and get into the biblical portion of the episode. So before I get deep into the study, I do want to let y'all know, if y'all do hear some banging, some water, some fire going off, I am recording this on a Sunday, and my family does have Sunday dinner sometimes, and so my mama is in there prepping. I did close the door to my studio, but the walls are kind of thin, so you may still hear some banging. So if you do hear that, give me grace and understanding, okay? That is my disclaimer. All right, but let's get into this episode. So I want to welcome you guys to part five of our Ascent journey. On this Ascent journey, we are pursuing a closer dwelling to God by studying the Psalms of Ascent. If you haven't checked out the introduction episode to this series titled, Sis, Are We There Yet? I explain in detail how the Psalms of Ascent are going to help us pursue that dwelling and the importance of the Psalms of Ascent. So I do highly encourage you to go check that episode out. It will be included in the show notes below. But in this Ascent journey, we have gone over how many? Four previous Psalms of Ascent. So we've gone over Psalm 126, where we ascended and find a restoration in God. Psalm 130, where we ascended and find in redemption in God. Psalm 125, where we ascended in trusting God. And lastly, Psalm 127, where we ascended in building with God. Okay, so all of those episodes have been absolutely amazing. God definitely showed up and showed out for all four of those episodes. So if you missed them, I do highly encourage you to go check them out. They will all be in the show notes below. But in today's episode, We'll be studying Psalm 123, where we'll be ascending and finding favor in God. Yes, favor. So before we start this study, I do like to read the Psalms in full. So let me read Psalm 123 in full. And I am reading out of the CSB translation. 
I lift my eyes to you, the one enthroned in heaven, like a servant's eyes on his master's hand, like a servant girl's eyes on her mistress's hand. So our eyes are on the Lord, our God, until he shows us favor. Show us favor, Lord. Show us favor. For we've had more than enough contempt. We've had more than enough scorn from the arrogant and contempt from the proud. So as we can see in this psalm, the author of this psalm is going through a tough time. As verses 3 through 4 state, we've had more than enough contempt. We've had more than enough scorn from the arrogant and contempt from the proud. So this is not an easy time for the author and his people. But I want you to pay close attention to verses 1 and 2 in that psalm because they show us how our posture should be when we're going through tough times. Verse 1 says, I lift my eyes to you, the one enthroned in heaven. And then verse 2 goes on to say, like a servant's eyes on his master's hand, like a servant girl's eyes on her mistress's hand. So our eyes are on the Lord, our God, until he shows us favor. If you're taking notes, I want you to circle the last part in verse two, where it says, until he shows us favor. Circle it, highlight it, whatever you do, make sure you point that out. Now, if you guys don't know, every single episode, I do provide podcast notes for each psalm. They are free in the show notes, so definitely go and check that out and download it to help you through the study. But going back to verse 2, until he shows us favor. So the author of this psalm, he knew that God was going to show him favor. The word in that scripture isn't if he shows us favor. It's until he shows us favor because the author knew that God was going to show him and his people favor. So in this study, we'll be focusing on how your posture should be waiting for God to show you favor and also how God's favor looks. And I am so excited about this because one thing I love is the favor of God and I love to highlight the favor of God over my life. So I am so excited to get into this study. And through this study, I'll be using the biblical story of deliverance of the people of Israel out of Egypt. Yes, the classic Bible study found in Exodus. And this is such a time appropriate episode because the events that I'm talking about, they are going to lead up to the Passover. And the release date of this episode, April 4th, is the day before Passover, which is April 5th, 2023. So I'm getting y'all prepared for Passover. We are in the resurrection season. We've already celebrated Palm Sunday. So we are in the right season for the study. And I'm so excited. I'm so very excited. So let's go ahead and get into this Bible study and look at Psalm 123 verse 1 first. And that scripture says, I lift my eyes to you, the one enthroned in heaven. So the first question I want to ask in this episode is, where are you looking? The author of the Psalms tells us that his eyes are focused on the one enthroned in heaven, who is God, by the way, if you don't know. So when we are going through trials and tribulations, our eyes shouldn't be fixed on that situation. Our eyes should be fixed on the one enthroned in heaven, God. But I want to point out something that my study Bible pointed out that I thought was absolutely amazing regarding your eyes being lifted to God. 
It says, lifting our eyes includes lifting your heart and minds to him as well. And that right there really made me sit back in my seat during my study time and really reflect because I do know that there's been times in my life where I'm going through a trial or tribulation or God has given me an assignment and I feel like that assignment is tough. And what I did was I did lift my eyes to him because I know that's what I'm supposed to do. I just went into a routine. I lifted my eyes to him and I went into the routine that I know to get myself closer to him. Y'all know the routine. Read your Bible, prayer time, praise and worship, fasting, you know, all the things that you are to do when you're going through it. But through that quote in my study Bible where it says, lifting our eyes includes lifting your heart and minds to him as well, I realized that I was just in a routine of things. I was only lifting my eyes to him, but my mind and my heart were still focused on the situation that I was in. So for example, when I was reading my word during my study time, my eyes were fixed on my Bible, but my heart and my mind, they were fixed on thinking about whatever situation that I was going through or whatever assignment that God told me to do that I'm in fear of because I feel like it's too much for me to handle. So my posture looked good, but my heart and my mind, it wasn't aligned with my posture. So I want you to take heed and really reflect and see, are you doing the same thing? Because I was able to do it myself and, you know, get that conviction in my heart from God. So next time I go through something when my eyes are focused on my Bible, my eyes are focused in prayer, my eyes are focused on God, I can also turn my mind and my heart there as well. And if you may be asking, well, you know, how do I make sure my mind and my heart are fixed towards God as well? Prayer. Pray and ask God, Lord, my eyes are fixed on you, but God, my heart and my mind there as well. And he will do it. As I mentioned in the high and low portion of the episode, God will do it. God will turn things around for you. I am a living witness. Now, the question that I asked at the beginning of the study, where are your eyes looking? That comes up in the deliverance of Israel through the leader of the deliverance, Moses. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Exodus 3. So in Exodus 3, God comes to Moses via a burning bush. Now, if y'all been to Sunday school growing up, you have definitely heard the Sunday school story. So Moses is in the field and he looks and he sees this bush burning. And he's like, why is this bush burning? But it's not taking a fire. Weird, right? It's just burning, but nothing's happening to it. It's still standing. So he goes and checks out the bush. Turns out God is in the bush. So God starts talking to Moses via this bush, and he tells Moses that he needs him to go to the Israelite people and tell them that he's heard all of their prayers, and he is about to deliver them out of Egypt. And you can find this Exodus 3, 16 through 22. So when Moses hears what God tells him to do, he's shook and he's filled with fear. Moses tells God in Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, Please, Lord, I have never been eloquent, either in the past or recently, or since you have been speaking to your servant, because my mouth and my tongue are sluggish. He heard God's assignment. He didn't say, okay, God is literally talking to me in the bush. I know he'll get me through this. He says, oh, I can't do this. Lord, you, you know I got a stutter. My mouth is sluggish. 
I've never been eloquent. You're asking the wrong person. So instead of focusing on God, who's literally in front of him via the burning bush, he's focusing on his shortcomings instead. Then God responds to Moses in verse 11 by saying, Who placed a mouth on humans? Who makes a person mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? And I just love how God responds in that verse because it prompts the next question of the episode, which is, how are you looking? So going back to Psalm 123 at verse 2, we see the author of this psalm give us two examples of how you are supposed to be looking to God. So verse 2 says, Like a servant's eyes on his master's hand, like a servant girl's eyes on her mistress's hand, so our eyes are on the Lord our God until he shows us favor. So the examples provided in this psalm are examples of allowing God to lead you. During the time that this psalm was written, servants were completely dependent on their masters. They didn't have their own money. They didn't have their own crops. They didn't have their own livestock. They didn't have their own shelter. They were completely dependent on their masters for everything that they had. So the example of the author looking to God, how a servant will look to their master, is a reflection of the author completely depending on God. In your situation, are you completely dependent on God? Going back to Moses, in Exodus 4 and 12, God tells Moses to be completely dependent on him. Verse 12 says, Now go, I will help you speak, and I will teach you what to say. This is God talking. So when we get in situations, whether it be via in a trial or tribulation or a situation where God has given you an assignment, we have to rest assured that God will work for us. For those of you looking for favor in an assignment that God has given you, record this in your memory. When God calls you to an assignment, he knows your shortcomings, but he's given you everything you need in that assignment. So I have a Tony Evans study Bible. If you have been curious and thinking about getting it, I highly encourage you to go ahead and purchase it. But in my Tony Evans study Bible, there are Q&A portions like throughout the entire Bible where Pastor Evans shares his wisdom regarding certain topics. And one of those topics discussed God placing in our hands everything that we need for our ministry. And it highlighted Exodus 4 and 2, which is a couple verses ahead of Moses telling God that he can't complete this assignment that he gave him because he doesn't think that he's qualified. So Exodus 4 and 2 says, the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? And Moses replied, a staff. Now you may be sitting there like, Shay, how is this so significant to what you're talking about? How is this so significant to God's favor? The staff that was in Moses' hand would be the tool used to reflect the power of God throughout Israel's deliverance. So I'm breaking down for you. If you don't know, through the process of delivering the Israelites from Egypt, there were 10 plagues. So the first plague, Exodus 7, 19 says, tell Aaron, take your staff, and stretch out your hand over the waters of Egypt. Y'all see where the staff was in that? And then as soon as Aaron did it, the power of God ensued, and the Nile River had blood all in it. The second plague, Exodus 8 and 5 says, Tell Aaron, stretch out your hand with your staff. 
The third plague, Exodus 8.16 says, Tell Aaron, stretch out your staff and strike the dust of the land. Then going past the plagues, when they were actually set free, but Pharaoh decided, no, I need them back. They get to the Red Sea. The sea needs to be parted. Exodus 14.16, God says, Lift up your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea, and divide it so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. God was in that staff that Moses already had. And God has given you something that he is going to work his power in through you. Whether it's your personality, he's giving you a great personality. And he's going to work through your personality to make sure you reach every single person that he needs you to reach. Whether it's your artistic skills, when you paint, it's going to be the best paintings ever. He's going to make sure you reach every single person he intended for you to reach. We have to trust that God will work for us because just how God worked his power for Moses through his assignment, he'll also work for us through our assignment. And in addition to God working for us through our assignment, he'll also show us favor through our assignment. And y'all know I'm so excited to talk about favor because I just love the favor of God. And we know that the author of Psalm 123, he knew of God's favor because it's mentioned three times throughout Psalm 123. Verse 2 says, our eyes are on the Lord, our God, until he shows us favor. Verse 3 says, show us favor, Lord, show us favor, for we've had more than enough contempt. So as I mentioned earlier, the author of this psalm, him and his people, They are going through a very, very tough time. The same rang true for the people of Israel when they needed to be delivered from Egypt. We're told in scripture, before they were actually delivered from Egypt, they were enslaved for 430 years. That can be found in Exodus 12 and 40. But deliverance did come from the Lord for the people of Israel. And we can see the process of their deliverance through the 10 plagues of Egypt, as I mentioned earlier. The 10 plagues were used as a process to, yes, deliver the people from Egypt. But they were also used as a tool to show who God was to everybody, not just the Israelites, to everybody. Okay? He was going to make himself seen. And during my study time for this psalm, God gave me a brand new revelation of the 10 plagues of Egypt. I read about the 10 plagues of Egypt so many times, but this time I got a new revelation from the 10 plagues. And I'm so excited to share it with y'all. So as I was taking notes for this study, I wrote, when God shows favor, sometimes the favor won't make sense from personal experiences. Okay, I know favor does not make sense. And then after I wrote that, I added, like the Passover, Exodus 11. But then God said, look at the other plagues. And then he said, because sometimes you'll be affected by the things that the world is also affected by, but you still have the ultimate favor. So I said, oh God, that's good. So I started turning back to the first plague so I can tune in to what he was really telling me. And for the first time when reading the 10 plagues, I realized that some of the plagues did affect the Israelites, but then there were other plagues where God showed them favor. So I want to take a moment and go through each plague and see who was and wasn't affected. And the plagues do start in Exodus 7 if you want to follow along 
with me. So let's get into the first plague. Plague one, the Nile River turned to blood. This plague affected everyone, including the Israelites. Plague two, the Nile River was swarmed with frogs. This plague affected everyone, including the Israelites. Plague three, Egypt was invaded by gnats. This plague affected everyone, included the Israelites. So with three plagues in, and every single one of the three plagues have already affected the Israelites. Now, I'm sure some of the Israelites were looking at God like, um, this is not looking like deliverance. You sent Moses and Aaron to go talk to Pharaoh, and you told us that we were going to be delivered. You told us that you heard our cries, but things just seem like they're getting worse. Like, it's not adding up. But then God's favor starts to rain down over the Israelites. Plague four, Egypt was swarmed by flies. This plague only affected the Egyptians, though. Exodus 8, 22 through 23 tells us, But on that day, I will give special treatment to the land of Goshen, where my people are living. No flies will be there. This way, you know that I, the Lord, am in the land. Mm. Then plague five, there was death of livestock throughout Egypt. But this plague only affected the Egyptians. <laughs> Exodus 9 and 4 tells us, but the Lord will make distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt so that nothing of all the Israelites own will die. Then plague number six, boils go throughout everyone in Egypt. But this plague only affects the Egyptians. Exodus 9 and 11 tells us the magicians could not stumble for Moses because of the boils for the boils were on the magicians as well as all the Egyptians. Did you see Israelites in that scripture? No, I didn't either. Plague seven, hail falls throughout Egypt. This plague only affected the Egyptians. Exodus 9 and 26 says, the only place it didn't hail was in the land of Goshen where the Israelites were. But then there was a shift. There was a shift with the egg plague. And in this plague, locusts invaded Egypt. The plague did affect everyone, including the Israelites. But the next plague introduces the concept of favor not making sense. In plague nine, there's darkness throughout Egypt. This plague only affects the Egyptians, not the Israelites. Exodus 10 and 23 tells us, one person could not see another. And for three days, they did not move from where they were. Yet, all the Israelites had light where they lived. Can you imagine all this darkness being around? But in this one region, the light is shining bright. I just know that didn't make sense to them people around. But God's favor does not always make sense. And then the last plague shows us the extraordinary favor of God. Plague number 10. And in this plague, there will be death to every firstborn of every family. Now, before this plague actually happened, God sent warning to every single Israelite person 
telling them instructions of slaughtering an unblemished lamb and taking the blood of the lamb and covering their doorposts with it. And fun fact, when they covered their doorposts with it, it went into the formation of a cross. I go into a whole deep dive of the Passover. Y'all go check that live out. It'll be in the show notes below. It's a great, great study in the season that we're in. Okay, going back to this episode. So they cover the doorpost with the blood of the lamb. And that blood would be a distinguishing mark. And God would pass over the door of those people during the plague. So anyone who had the blood over the door, their firstborn would be spared. They would be saved. And none of the Egyptians received these instructions. So therefore, their firstborn were killed when the plague happened. So there will be times in the world where we are affected by things of the world, just like the four plagues affected the Israelites that I talked about. There are going to be times where you are affected, but that doesn't mean that God's favor isn't over your life. That doesn't mean that God isn't in your life. Just wait on it. Just wait on it like the author of the psalm. Look to God. But also, there will be times in life where we are protected by the things that happen in the world. God shows us his favor, just like the six plagues that we just talked about that did not affect the Israelites at all. Six outweighs four every single day. And this is how the favor of God looks on believers in this world. A recession may be in full effect, but your business is flourishing. There may be a huge layoff crisis, but you not only retain your job, you are also promoted during that layoff period. This is what I mean by favor ain't fair. I'd rather be in a position to be a believer in this fallen world than not be a believer in this fallen world because the good will always outweigh the bad. God's favor is always over our lives. So I encourage you through this study that when you approach assignments or trials and tribulations, look to God with your eyes, your heart, and your mind. Then as you are looking to him, allow him to lead you. Be completely dependent on God, like the author of this psalm says. And lastly, rest assured that favor will show up in your life. And now I want to pray that over all of us. I want to pray your strength through waiting for favor. I want to pray that favor will show up in your life. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your favor. We thank you for looking out for us. We thank you that even though sometimes we are affected by the things of this fallen world, you get the ultimate glory and you've protected us from way more than what we've been affected by. When we really sit in that and realize that, God, you have been such a great God to us when you don't have to be. We don't wake up every single day and thank you. We don't spend time with you every single day in your word and talking to you, but you still show us favor grace and mercy and you also give us redemption you have saved each and every single one of us and you know that we are of human flesh you know that we were born of sin and you still chose to save us we pray for favor of our lives and as we are waiting on that favor lord we pray that you help us look to you you help our mind and our hearts look to you 
We pray, Lord, that as we are looking to you, that we continue to yield to you, that we move aside and let you walk in front of us and guide us. We are completely dependent on you. Like the author of this psalm says, like a servant looks to their master, that's how we are looking to you, Lord, because you are the master over our lives. You are the Lord of our lives, and we know that you will lead and guide us in a way that will show us no harm, and we truly trust in you, God. We thank you, Lord, for every single play that has not affected us in our lives. And we thank you, Lord, for the plagues that have affected us in our lives because they've shown us you. They've helped us grow stronger in you. We have a testimony because of those, and we can give you glory in that. So, Lord, I just pray that this episode hits exactly who you needed to hit. And I pray that right now they feel that twinge in their spirit. They feel chills over their body. They feel warmth over their body. And they recognize that it is you, Lord. And I thank you so much again, Lord, for allowing me to be your vessel. And I thank you for every single favorite moment that you have given me and also the viewers as well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And while I'm in this posture... I also want to offer anybody out there that's listening to this podcast the opportunity to become reborn. So I mentioned in my prayer that God saved us. He gives us redemption. And the reason I say that is because of Jesus Christ. Did you know that Jesus was our sacrificial lamb? Jesus was our unblemished lamb in the blood that they put over their doorpost is the same thing that Jesus did for us when he got on that cross and died on it. His blood is over our lives. So death of our soul will not happen. Death will be passed over through Jesus Christ. So if you've never had the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your savior or you feel like you've fallen off and you want to return to him, Right now is the perfect opportunity for you to do that. It's the perfect opportunity for you to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is very simple. All you have to do is accept Jesus as your Savior and believe in him. And you become reborn. So if you would like to accept Jesus as your savior or come back to him, right now is the best opportunity to do so. He's calling for you. So if you would like to do that, all you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just that simple, you are now a part of the kingdom of God, and I am so happy for you. Congratulations. If you did repeat that prayer after me, the first thing I want you guys to do is connect with a Bible-teaching church. Churches are going to be so essential in your growth and in your walk with God because pastors are going to lead over your life. They're going to give you special messages from God. They're going to give you great sermons. And also you'll have fellowship within the 
church. And then the second thing I want you to do, this is an opinion. This is not a have to, but I recommend that you purchase the Reborn Workbook. That Reborn Workbook is going to be so helpful in your life. It's going to give you tips and tricks of how to navigate through this new walk. It's going to give you scripture. It's going to give you lessons. So I highly encourage you to check that out. It is in the show notes below. In the end, the last thing that I want you guys to do is continue to listen to Obedience Podcast. You've already taken the first step. You've listened to this episode. Go back and catch up on any episodes that you have missed and then continue to listen to any new episodes that come out. God is so happy. He is smiling down. He cannot wait for you to grow closer to him. He has been waiting for you and he is so happy that you are here. All right, y'all, that's all that I have for y'all today. But y'all know I have two questions that I have to ask before getting out of here. So what was your key takeaway from today's episode? And also, did you learn anything new? If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on the Spotify app, you can comment in the Q&A section. And if you're just a listener, you can send the answer to that question to obediencepodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys, so definitely do not hesitate to let us know what your responses is. The goal of this podcast is to be like a small group community, so we love to hear your feedback. So let us know what your key takeaways were, and also if you learned anything new. And since I mentioned YouTube, I want to give a very special shout out to everybody who's watching the YouTube premiere right now. I see you. We see each other. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your Tuesday night and spending it with me. I love to hear from you guys, like I just mentioned. So I have a grand, grand, grand time in the YouTube premiere chat. So if you want to be a part of the YouTube premiere family, all you have to do is Click the link to my YouTube channel in the show notes below, subscribe to it, and then hit the bell notification, and then you'll be notified every single time the episode premieres or whenever I post a vlog or whenever I go live. I do a lot over on YouTube, so definitely check it out. And I do premiere the video portion of the podcast every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube. And if you happen to be watching the YouTube replay, thank you so much. I see you, girl. Comment down below in the comment section, hashtag replay, so I can give you a special thank you. Because I really appreciate you going back and taking time and watching the episode without me being in the chat. It means the world to me. And then, for everybody who listens to the audio version of the episode, I don't want to leave y'all out. So, what I want y'all to do is go to my last post on the podcast Instagram page and comment a boat so I can give you a special shout out. I love to communicate with you guys and show you my appreciation. And I want to know who you are. And the boat in those comment sections will help me realize who you are and put a name to the face. I'll put a name to the listener because you guys mean so much to me. And you are allowing me to live out my purpose in God. And I truly, truly appreciate that. And then I have to give a very extraordinary shout out to all of my patreon members thank you all so much for supporting the ministry over and above every single profit that comes from the patreon goes right back into the ministry so i can continue to make this the best podcast for you all i thank you guys so much if you want to become a part of the patreon family i do have four different tiers so check the link in the show notes to see which tier would work best for you and like i mentioned all those proceeds go directly back to the ministry with all that being said regardless of where you are listening watching if you have a patreon I want you guys to share this episode with five of your friends. We have to get the word out about 
God's favor and favor not being fair, okay? People have to see how God works with favor. So definitely share this episode with five of your friends. And then lastly, I want to give you guys the homework for next week. So next week, we will be studying Psalm 121, 124, and 129. So y'all got some reading to do. So definitely go and read those Psalms so you can be prepared for next Tuesday. All right. So with all that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I will see y'all next week. Ciao.